secrets spread out on the floor A suitcase back in her car Seduction covered in black lace She told him a thousand sorrys She said I'm in love with who you are She told him I love you always But that love was written in the stars and now Stay True Beats record label. Before we get to the interview though, we're gonna open up this program with a sample of CEO's catalog. Talking about the track you're hearing now, titled Down. This is gonna be a special one, so 
sit back, relax, and let's groove. Burn the 
love lies in the grooves that love soothes that love awakens every time the beat drops that kind of love makes hearts stop that's the love i have in music that love is why i choose it Scorning 
88.3 WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan. We have another special episode tonight because I am pleased to introduce the Johannesburg, South Africa based artist, poet, singer, songwriter, and storyteller, CO. So please keep your dials locked in as we discuss the release of her fantastic album, Torn Tapestries, released via Stay True Beats. Good evening, CO. Welcome to the program. How are you? I'm well, thanks, and you? I'm very well. I'm very well. I'm very well. It's an honor to speak with you, just to, just to say that. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's an honor to have somebody all the way in the U.S. care about what I do. It's really cool. Really, really cool. Great, great. So, I know we were talking earlier, just, you know, as of recording, you spent your weekend at two festivals, Rockin' the Daisies and Spring Fiesta. So, just how have the past couple of days been for you, you know, getting the opportunity to perform some of these new songs on just such a large scale? It's been mind-blowing because um, I, I kind of, well, my, my career is a long story in a, in a way, and it took a while for people to, to get to know me because I was a bit scared of, of being known because uh, fame was kind of a frightening-looking thing. Uh, but thank God for the phone and social media so it's kind of made it easier for me to share myself on my terms um and that's i feel like the notoriety and mystique of the artist is kind of uh faded so i don't think people care about you if they can't access you anymore and that's just me that may be true for some of us and may not be true for the rest of us but that's just my little box so when people started to take note of who CEO was and like when I started to do my own kind of music outside of the features which I've done a lot of like house prior to my debut album Subtexts people were like yo come through come play and, and stuff and I was just getting into the swing of, of performing live at so many places and the demand of that off and outside of um, clubs because that's where house happens here a lot and then COVID season one hit and we got stuck in COVID season and then COVID season two and three and <laughs> all came through saying it was dark. So I, it's so brand new to me, the, the, the busyness of it. And it was quite intense because I, I had a hectic time with a band and people I trusted prior to, to this past festival sort of run. And we fell out and I was so scared of getting a band again because I got burned and I trusted myself and entrusted me as a performer in my band's hands. Because I just think I'm not like a proficient musician in any way. And they went me on stage and we, we flanked like hard, we bombed in front of a, a packed crowd at the end of last year. So I was very shy. So over the past week, I think we did. Me and my new band got together and we performed like our first show two Saturdays ago live. And then we had another one on, on Sunday and another one on Wednesday. And I was just like, practice. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so that worked out. And then when Rocking the Daisies came through, it was super exciting. Uh, we were too late for me to be nervous because it was a big one of the biggest stages I've played since... 2019 um but yeah i don't know they poked the rock star out in me and then beautifully got to fulfill a life long dream of mine as a deep house fan 
and um, uh, a fan of Spring Fiesta, which is essentially like a house-based festival. It's it's evolving now to include a lot of sounds and stuff, but like that, just I wanted to perform there and I got to and I had the best time. So it was incredible. Something I also want to touch on is that no matter how much success you've had, one consistent thing you describe yourself as is, you know, storyteller first. Um, so just as an artist, um, what first got you interested in using stories to express your art through them? I think I've, I'm engaged. Like Everybody and everything we share with each other is a story. And the human experience is a series of stories, depending on which perspective you're willing to look at it. So I was quite shy and have quite a vivid imagination from being bullied as a child. Um, and I was alone quite a bit. So I got to spend a lot of time in my head and, and creating stories and such. And it feels like it felt like a safe place. It also took me a hell of a long time to share stories that were very much me and not me speaking to Roosevelt and then, and, and you know, just, just embedding myself in Roosevelt's story and thinking, ah, how would I say that? Because that was where a lot of my songs came from. So I think that's, that's kind of it. And it's, it's safer for me to call myself a storyteller. I just feel that there's so many ways that I create stories, but I think the one I'm known best for, the one that has the most access to people and reach for me has been music because there's a lot of kinds of stories I tell. And something that, you know, the stories have also kind of led you to, we talked about Deep House, those artists have always been like, appreciated your stories. And we talk about Luca, Julian Gomes, Charles Webster, um, Lilac Jeans. So, you know, you're an artist who can, you know, just flourish in multiple genres. But when it comes to South Africa, why was having kind of that early success in house music so important? I think I don't know what what music is like in your side of the world. And I know that house originated somewhat in your neck of the woods. However, in South Africa, it's... I mean, for the rest of the world, it's kind of seen as an underground sound. But in, in South Africa, we play house on national radio primetime throughout the day. It's not, it, I grew up to that. So it was never strange hearing house on radio. So it's it's one of the most, m- most, I don't know, widely produced genres of music, which gave me a, a hell of a lot of access to producers and people making that sound. So even at home before I was even anybody anyone cared about i joined forces with uh, a group of boys who made house beats and there was like so soulful house and you know very beautiful chord styled you know piano styled house and i sang on those and um, that quickly got the attention of big heavyweights in my music circles and potentially the world depending um and they liked 
how I could write. And I was very surprised because I'm from a little township that's in the middle of nowhere uh, with next to no, with nothing happening. Honestly, it's it's deteriorating. Uh, it's gentrifying as a space. So I come from that kind of place where if you left, there's a toll gate. <laughs> it's that far that you need to go through a toll gate. And everybody makes jokes about it being the farm and, and the place where all the degenerates lived, you know. So I come from that place and we didn't get to go very many places and do very many things. So getting the attention of a Julian Gomes and a Charles Webster still to this moment when I think about it breaks my brain because they said yes because of how I could sing poems essentially. You know, and they they liked that I was singing in a style and writing my own work in a way that they hadn't heard of in a long time. And I don't know what it was about what I sound like that made people think I'm not even South Africans. It took a while for people to even think, yo, you're from South Africa? Really? And I'm like, ah, guys, I'm local, you know? So it took, a, it took a minute for people to be like, oh, dang, she's from here. Um, but it was good. So that, that helped a lot because it, they're all part of like a community of musicians who kind of work together and, and gig together. So they share songs and get to know or ask each other about the music and, and the people they're working with. And my name got passed around because of the songs very quickly. And I was just like, thank you very much. Because it, it opened doors very fast for me in that context. Something I think is important to touch on is that those artists recognize you for you and you and just for CEO. You didn't have to be anyone else. You were just telling your story. You were you. And look where it led you. You know, legends just pouring on and on. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it definitely is that. So I'm, I'm grateful that, that people plugged into just me. And it's okay to be just me. Exactly. And just speaking of you, um, this will be your third solo album. Um, we talk about Substacks, Features, and now Torn Tapestries. Um, so we talk about that early success in house music. Your albums have touched on house, but they haven't completely been house music. Um, so when people come to expect a certain sound from you, how challenging can it be to release something that's sort of maybe outside their expectations? Releasing Substacks was terrifying because it wasn't house and that's what everyone expected and I was just like do I want to be known as just a house vocalist and my first very fast answer was no I can sing and let me see where else I can sing and it's not to say that the sound doesn't lend itself to danceability but I didn't want it to be a house project and that was terrifying uh, and then putting myself out with a fan base that expected a house album scared that's not out of me but i i don't know what happened but the deep house space especially and the underground stayed with me 
they, I mean, as, it's, as you said, I was at Spring Fiesta this past week and literally two days ago. And um, a lot of the guys came through and said, see what you did on subtexts, like, and we were at a deep house floor with four, four beats and all the DJs are dropping their hits and they coming to me to talk about subtexts or even torn tapestry. So I, from that encounter, gained the courage to do me even more so than I have before and, and venture out into whatever I want to try because I, I, I don't know what I've done, but I've, I've, I've connected with an audience that care about the words, that care about the stories more than they care about the style. And they come with me wherever I go. So I'm blessed in that context. 88.3 WXOU Auburn Hills, Michigan You just heard Part 1 Of my interview With CO We'll get into part 2 After a quick commercial break But before then We're going to hear a track The Hour Off our album Torn Tapestries
88.3 WXOU Auburn Hills, Michigan We'll be getting back to our one-on-one conversation with CO but before then we're going to hear the title track off our latest album Torn Tapestries Someone to replace me with and I cried myself to sleep for weeks on tape I pictures of her in your arms and public places Happy faces making subtle hints of love when I thought I was your only love How naive of me you needed me You kept saying no How was I to know hey. You weakened my resolve My confidence dissolved My heart was lost Tapestries. When I listen to it, I hear love, heartbreak, a 
obsession, healing. These are all prominent things that you've expressed on this album. Um, so you talk about storytelling. Um, how did the initial story for this album eventually start to take place? So I I, I met somebody who, who touched my heart in uh, early 20s, no, late 2016 when Julian Gomes had just released his debut album called Late Dreamer and I was featured on A Thousand Memories um, for that and I'd met somebody on that in that time and we started to make music together and a lot of subtext was actually inspired by my feelings for this person and I yeah so we pursued a relationship like stupid long distance like it was like dumb never doing that again but uh yeah so we pursued pursued this relationship and I soon learned that I was the side chick uh in this in encounter in this kerfuffle um and I did not deal with that well because I was working I'd worked against my intuition warning me against that person because I got a gut feeling and I was just like ah but gut it's not that anything wrong so like why 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 no because I wanted evidence <laughs> never doing that again I'm just gonna listen and say sorry if I've offended you but it came from that place and I I, I wrote um Tone tapestries as a as a form of catharsis and healing and and getting over that during the space during the the you know the whispers of doubt and the evidence of doubt when that all started to emerge and and show itself to me and manifest itself. So I wrote those songs, uh, a lot of them in that time, and a lot of them, uh, at least the the lyrical content is quite angry and it's quite dark. But I was working with somebody who, while well, I toured with Dave Martian and he's the executive producer on this, we produced it together and wrote it together. Everything is us 50-50. Um, so that was a blessing. But he'd been with me during the heartbreak and he saw me heal. And he said to me, when we spoke about it, upon when we were thinking of release time, he said, I didn't want you to cry. You'd cried enough. So that's why it has so so much light in terms of the music. And there are dark elements to it, but it's mostly, there's no room for me to mope, which I appreciate it because I've moped enough. It's hard to forget why I know She filled you with regret But I'm not gonna do what she did to you beauty it created um i do want to touch on dave martian um a bit because um subtext and features you know had a you know not litany but they had a number of producers on them this one what you said was you was just 50 50 you and dave for those who don't know um how excellent dave martian is why was he such um just a, a great choice for this project D dave dave knows how he calls himself 
uh, well, he not calls himself, but he he has a saying somewhere along the lines of frequency manipulation, and he definitely can. Like he makes music in a space that's electronic that no one else I've ever encountered does, and he takes he draws influence from a lot of like a lot of genres, and he 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 seamlessly weaves them together, like. For example, like my band, um, we needed to, we wanted our set to be very sort of acoustic and electronic, but they struggled to play Dave as Dave. Like he's that unique. He's is that much of an incredible and powerful creator. Um, he has a soul and a depth and an understanding and even an outlook on music that puts him that makes him incredibly old and incredibly futuristic so not even born yet in some in some context and he he does need a bit of nudging which i can do very well to poke out the things he's insecure to share or, or you know he makes these wonderful sounds that he's afraid to use and i'm like give them to me because i know nobody else is gonna have this sound it's just gonna be me um so it's incredibly unique and i'm i'm unafraid to venture into spaces that are both traditional and completely unknown and he can do that um seamlessly so that's just one and also he's such a joy to work around. I think we recorded this, the whole album, Torn Tapestries did not take us more than 48 hours to complete from start to finish. Like it was dumb. That's how quick that was. We recorded five songs the first day and then the rest the following day. Um, it was dumb. Like, it, and also because we'd spend so much time together touring uh, uh, subtexts live that it was it was easy just like me and the back of my hand that's how well we know each other so it was easy and something i did want to pick out a little bit more you talked about how much you two challenge each other and how dave gives you opportunities to sort of like express yourself outside the zones that people don't see you coming from i believe this is one of the projects or one of the first projects where we actually hear you like rap Yes, I'm um, terrified. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why, Dave? Why? Yeah. Just <laughs> so did that idea spring from something Dave sent you, or did you kind of just plan on that from the beginning? Like, I'm gonna challenge myself. I think it's kind of like more Dave. Dave was just like, you're gonna rap on this because I I also write poetry. So Dave actually put together two poems for that I'd written on my poetry page called The Twilight Child. Um, one was called Gaslight, and I can't remember what the other one was. So these are about two separate people, but they sound like they can be about the same one. And Dave was just like, no, you're going to rap this. And he showed me how the words fit together. And I was just like, okay, he gets it. And that was, I think, that was the second song that we'd done. And I was just like, are you sure? He's like, you write poetry. I'm like, no, but Dave, are you sure? Because like, I've never rapped in my life. It's, it's like, it's a whole different skill set. I can rhyme, sure. But there's like an energy and a, an attack on rap that I'm just like, what? Can I? Um, and we did. I was just like, okay, no, I just, just try. You're going to die. Try. And I did. And we rapped. It was mad. Thank you.
song and like that leap of faith what i think is just like just a story of your life all right co um just wrapping things up i do have one last question for you and you know taking in just a story this album the story of your career for an artist who is very story-based and often calling on certain experiences and emotions uh how do you think you'll remember this album just outside of just commercial just commercial success it was it, it was the first project that essentially didn't terrify me to put out and that was a, that's a beautiful place for me to be in because subject scared me because of uh, the deviation from the expected uh, features terrified me because of all of the things I was challenging I was challenging gender-based norms I was challenging the status quo of the vocalist in a house song um, and the tradition of them being the feature and flipping that on its head and I was, I was tackling very intense subjects like gender-based violence and racism in features but with with Tone Tapestries I had such ease and I'm gonna remember it for that I was just like I still think this to this to this day. Well, like when Dave and I had heard it, because we'd start we'd worked on it back in 2020 and left it alone, like for two days, literally. And Dave wanted to release Torn Tapestries as a, as a mixtape or a B tape, because he wasn't happy. We did everything in like one take, and that's probably why everything is so fast as well. But Torn Tapestries, when we'd heard it at the beginning of the year, upon deciding to release it as an album. I listened to it and it blew my mind because to me, from me, by me, it's my best work yet in terms of the sound, in terms of where I went vocally, in terms of the challenges I, I'd done in, in technical form. So I'll remember it for that. And when I heard it, I'm just like, Haha, it's my best work yet. So I'm going to remember it more than anything for that. I hope I, hope I top it. And even if I don't pop it, I'm also okay because it's beautiful as it is. Uh, and as much as I was crying, I'm not crying, you know, simultaneously. So I'm happy for that. Perfect, perfect. CO, um, just congratulations on this album and all the recognition you have so far. This is a beautiful piece of work. Um, we congratulate you and thank you so much for coming to speak with me. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Um, I look forward to speaking with you again, but if people hear this, they like you, how can they find CEO? So you can find me on social media. Um, you can look me up on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at I am underscore SIO. And then I also have a couple of Facebook pages because my Facebook page got hacked. So SIO slash I am CEO's words. Um, and then my music's available on all the 
please do the right thing and stream on the right places so I can pay rent and keep the lights on when they are on because we've got load shedding in South Africa. But do the right thing and don't pirate, please. It'll be great. But all of the, all of your favorite streaming sites, just please the legal ones. Yeah, so you can find me there. Perfect, perfect. CO, thank you again. And just congratulations. Thank you so much for having me. WXOU Auburn Hills Michigan You just heard my conversation with CO out of Johannesburg South Africa I want to thank her again for a wonderful conversation and also congratulate her for another fantastic release If you want to hear this program again Feel free to visit FridayNightGroove.com There, you can find stream links to all your favorite podcasting platforms. Peace, thank you, and enjoy as we end this program with our track, Pillowcase. Another weekend away was I just a holiday? Another weekend away. Tears on my pillowcase. Another day gone by without you.